Hey everyone, and welcome to the Devin Carroll Show. I'm your host, Devin, and this show is all about simplifying the complicated retirement rules so you can use them to your advantage and get every dollar that you deserve. If you'd like to ask a question, we record every Thursday at 12 o'clock central. And that number to call in is 903-400-4848. On today's show, we talk to Jim in Minnesota. He and his wife are the same age and his earnings are higher. He doesn't plan to file until he is older. Should she go ahead and file for her benefit? And then we talk to Doug in Alabama. He's just wanting to know, how do I calculate what my benefit will be for those years that's not shown on my statement? And then we talk to Edward in Florida. Edward's subject to the windfall elimination provision and has some years of substantial earnings. He wants to make sure his benefit has been calculated correctly. There's a lot of other calls too, so let's get it started. Up first, we have Edward in Florida. Hey, Edward, how are you? Oh, better since I've talked to you. Oh, fantastic. Um, How can I help you, Edward? Well, I've got a quick question. How can I determine the web accurately. See, I was planning to file uh, shortly, and I have used the online calculator on the Social Security site, Um, and I'm planning to get an estimate from Social Security, but I've had a lot of people at Social Security give me all kinds of different answers. Right, right. And as near as I know, I assume the online calculator works. So if that gives you enough information, uh, that's basically my question, how to determine an accurate web. So you want to make sure that when you're getting your benefit, you want to make sure that they've calculated that penalty correctly. Is that right? Yes. I've got five years of, yeah, five years of significant earnings, but that's probably getting too far in the weeds. Well, no. 25 years of significant earnings. So you are talking to the guy who loves to get into the weeds on the windfall elimination provision and the government pension offset. So for those who don't know what that is, let me give a quick explanation real quick. Um, It only affects... Three to four percent, the numbers change when I look at them, of individuals that are on Social Security. So it's not that many people. But if you'll notice, if you follow this show for long, you'll see that it's probably half of the calls we receive are about the windfall elimination provision or the government pension offset. It's because it's this confusing overlay that goes on top of the normal Social Security rules, and it only applies to those individuals who have pensions from work where they did not pay Social Security. So Edward, in your case, you have the job where you did pay into Social Security. It sounds like you did that for 25 years. And then you also had some work where you did not pay into Social Security and you earned a pension from that job. Does that sound accurate so far? Well, it was it was the same job. See, I switched from fur I mean from SERS. I started in 79 and I switched in 98. Uh, and then I went into FERS, so I got 23 under FERS and uh well, 19 under SERS, but then I also had two other years of significant earnings outside that. That would be the short and long of it. That's gotcha. how I came up with 25. Okay. Yep. And and so those federal employees, that absolutely will affect you that way, but it'll work the same way with other people. For example, I live in a state line town, Texarkana, uh, and here we have the Arkansas side and the Texas side, and sometimes you'll see teachers that will go between the state lines. So in Arkansas, they pay into Social Security. And then they might come over to Texas and work where they don't pay. And that creates this issue where they get this Social Security benefit, but it's reduced because of the windfall elimination provision. So here's the way that you can somewhat know for sure. If Have you ever watched my videos or read any of my articles on how to calculate your Social Security benefit? Yes, I just watched one before uh, 
the show. And okay. then I've got your book also. Okay. Um, so, you know, having an understanding of how that benefit is calculated is going to help you determine if your benefit was calculated properly. So, you know, it, it all, if we're going to have to get a little bit technical here, there's no way around it. But if you go back through those steps, you take all of your historical earnings, you increase those earnings for inflation through age 60, or actually through age 59, and then at 60 and beyond, you don't add any inflation factors. And then you take out the highest 35 of those years, you divide those to get your average index monthly earnings, run them through the benefits formula, that gives you your primary insurance amount, all right? So once you get familiar with those steps, it's actually not nearly as complex as that sounds. The only difference for someone who is subject to the windfall elimination provision is in that benefits formula. In fact, it's in that first band of the benefit formula where it's different. Instead of a 90% crediting factor, it starts at a 40% crediting factor. And for every year you have of substantial earnings over 20, you get to add 5% to that 40%, all right? So yours in that first band Instead of the 90% that normal people have, that first bin point multiplier should be 65%. So it. Yeah, I understand that. Yep. Yeah, it just okay. goes back to that calculation. Now, you do need to be sure and use the formula. Um, you're, I think the note said you're 68 years old right now. Yeah, 68. Okay. And yeah. I was planning to take Social Security soon. Okay. Um, I'm, and just an FYI, I've got 700,000 in IRAs, and then my wife has a fair amount too. Well, that's a that's I mean, a side that's, note. I want to hit that it's, here it's in a an minute. FYI. Now, and that that matters uh, for. Did you hear what I opened the show with talking about social security software? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was talking about. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll admit she's she's got eight hundred thousand, and I have seven hundred thousand in IRAs. I got a hundred thousand in a Roth. She's got about that, and then the other parts are taxable IRAs. So, gotcha. That's because I, I did hear that in the beginning. So I'm yeah. sorry if I'm interrupting you. No, 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 not at all. I, I think that's that's maybe a separate point from the windfall elimination provision, but it is absolutely a point that you need to consider. If you go out and use some of the social security software programs, um, I, I do know personally that Maximize My Social Security will take into account the windfall elimination provision. Uh, so for calculating just what your benefits should be, that may be a good way for you to to double check what the social security administration is telling you, but even better, I'd learn to do it manually. You know, that's, that's the one way that you can make sure. And that manual process is detailed out in a video that I published. And it's probably time for me to do a refresh on that video, just to remind everybody exactly how it's done. Because Edward, here's what's going to be really important for you. And that is uh, you're 68 years old right now. You don't want to use the current benefit formula. You want to use the benefit formula that was in place the year you attained age 62. And that's the one oh, that okay. you're going that's to... That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Well, is the WEP determined from when I'm 62 or is it determined the year I retire? No, it's the year you turn 62. Because see, that WEP penalty is just... Oh, okay. It's just the... Um, it's just a function of what's the difference in 90% of that first bin point and 40% which is what all the WEP people get is 40%. Uh, the difference between so those I'm, is the WEP penalty. Okay, so then my WEP is, is the WEP that was in effect when I was 62. And that, yeah, that's, that would be lower. That's the only... And, it would be. Okay, yep. thank you. It, right. it would be, but so would the benefits formula, right? The overall benefits formula would be lower then as well. 
So, you know, when you run that calculation and then you calculate your primary insurance amount, that PIA, um, then you start adding cost of living adjustments to it. And so you, you want to be sure you go back for, are you still working? Well, uh, I retired for the tail end of last year. Okay. So I'm not working. I've had a little trouble getting a job. So I was thinking of taking a social security so I wouldn't be hitting my IRAs. That was gotcha. the main reason I was going to do it. And I don't think it really makes a whole lot of difference if I either pull from my IRAs and wait till 70. Uh, I know I'll get more social security or if I, uh, now if I get a job, then it might make a difference. And yeah. then also if I work later, as far as I understand, then they'll recompute it. If I get say over significant earnings, then right. they'll do a redo and that'll bump things up a little bit. It absolutely will. Yep. It certainly will. If your earnings will exceed one of those in your list of high 35, then you'll absolutely get that recomputation completed for sure. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Oh, and the other thing is, is that this is something they don't always catch, by the way. Um, you have 25 years of significant earnings. All right. For every year that you've added to that of significant earnings, the effective penalty from the windfall elimination provision declines. And so they don't always catch that, though. They're supposed to. It's supposed to be an automated process, but I have seen that skipped a few times. So if you add another earnings year that meets or exceeds that definition of substantial earnings, then you need to manually request that recomputation, and that's going to drop the amount of that wet penalty. Well, I mean, is I guess I don't quite understand what you're saying. If if it's outside of, well, when I worked for the survey, well, for the government, it was all, that is where most of the, of the significant earnings come, but there are some outside of it. So is that what you're saying? Yeah. The ones so, that occurred before I worked that's for right. the it, government. I mean, if you go to work for Walmart and you make more in earnings than, than the amount of the substantial earnings for that given year, then that's going to be uh, that's going to be an increase to your benefit, not just from the recalculation of the total benefit, but simply because the WEP penalty is going to decrease. So you need yeah. to make sure right. you so need if, you, you need to make you know print your earnings history off. You can't get it anymore on your Social mm -hmm. Security statement. So go to your SSA account down about midway in the middle. There used to be a link. They move things around, so I don't know where it is now. Where you can print your earnings history. And then go over either to my website where I maintain a copy of all of these substantial earnings at socialsecurityintelligence.com or the Social Security website and look at their list of substantial earnings and check them off. Make sure that you do have 25 and, and not 26 or 27. That's got to be the first step in figuring out if that wet penalty is calculated right. Okay. Well, I'll uh, go do that. Perfect. I do have a list of all my earnings and I've, that's already downloaded on my computer. Excellent. And I went back in that in the past, but I'll double check it again. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much for calling, Edward. Well, I appreciate it greatly. This was very informative, and I wish you all the best. All right. Same to you, sir. Take care. Hey, before we go into the next caller, this show is brought to you by the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts. Now, you already know that the social security system is obscure, it's hard to navigate, and at times, it can seem impossible to understand how the rules apply to you and your unique circumstances. And that's why I recommend working with an advisor that has the RSSA designation to help you build a plan to optimize the benefits you and your family will receive. In the description, there's a link where you can schedule a free consultation with my team of RSSA. 
RSSAs. And if you're a financial advisor, tax advisor, or any other professional who works with individuals on their financial life, the RSSA designation will give you the training and tools necessary to become the go-to Social Security advisor in your area. There's also a link in the description where you can find out more about getting the RSSA designation. So now let's head back to the phones. All right, so now let's go to, let's go to Peter in California. My computer will act right here. Hey, Peter, how are you doing? Hello, Devin. Great. You're doing great. Um, I think I just came up with more questions based on the previous phone call. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let me hear them. I so, can't wait. I don't know what I don't know. So I'll be 62 this uh, next week. Okay. Which means I'm starting to think about this. I work for a corporation, but I also have a subchapter S company, and I can see myself consulting with the subchapter S well into the future. So my first question was, so at 67, it's full benefits, age 67, and it's almost 50% more than if I started taking it at 62, just at a glance. And I get a letter in the mail from the IRS every year that says, here's what you can take now, because I have about a 40-year history of paying into Social Security. Uh, So the benefits are pretty good. So my first question is, if I was, for example, to take it now, which I probably won't do, but I'm working... How much do they reduce that by? Gotcha. So the first question is on the earnings limit. All right. Uh, so to bring all of our listeners up to speed, if you file for benefits before full retirement age, there is a limit on the amount of earnings you can have. In 2022, I'm going to go off my memory here. These numbers change every year. I believe it's $19,560. So that's the amount that you could have in wages or net earnings from self-employment before they started to withhold benefits. 19500 is the maximum I could earn on my own in wages and benefits before they start reducing your Social, social security. security payment. That is correct. Okay. I solved that issue. The second one is, um, I didn't think about this before, but I get what they call a PBTC, Pension Benefit Corp. Yeah. And uh, I also get something from FR, no, CSRS. Okay. Because... I was married for 15 years, and in the divorce, they take 50% of that for the 15 years. So there's a check from there. And I heard the word windfall, which I never even heard before today. If I'm receiving PBTC and a CSRS, uh, does that affect Social Security benefits? Well, let me clarify something. On the CSRS pension that you're receiving, that is considered a non-covered pension, but you said that you received that out of a divorce. So was that your ex-spouse's benefit that he or she received from their employment? Correct. Okay, then no, that's not going to affect your Social Security. The rules are pretty clear on that. Uh, In order for the windfall elimination provision or the government pension offset to affect you directly, uh, that, that pension that you're receiving has to be from work you performed. And so, no. Got it. It will not. Okay. It and the not. PBTC? Uh, no, no, that's not. What it was, was uh, that's not. That's not no, you must have had a pension that uh company went bankrupt and they took it over, right? Correct. Yeah. Airline. Oh, man. Yep. So, yeah, you get like 10 cents on the dollar. Yep. <laughs> I talked to a U.S. Airways pilot uh just a couple of days ago. Same thing. Yep. Had a, that was uh, me. I probably know that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were a pilot for U.S. as airline. well, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. uh, it, it it is likely. Yep. Hey, let me go back real quick though, Peter, to your original question about the earnings limit. 
I don't want to wade into the waters of tax yeah. advice here. So I am going to tell you that you probably ought to talk to your tax advisor about this. But you said that your work, your consulting work is through a subchapter S. Correct. Okay. So out of that, you're paying yourself a certain amount in wages, and the rest of that is a distribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you may want to talk to your tax advisor and see see how much you can pay yourself in a distribution. And if it's possible to keep that under the earnings limit, my understanding of that is the distribution part will not matter. Oh, so it's the wages part that matters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember my tax people were, you can choose a ratio, whatever you want. Right. Um, okay. So, but in the meantime, I am working for a solid corporation, a large corporation. Gotcha. We call that my day job. As long as I'm doing that, that can't be over 19000 Right. Yeah. And I would expect that limit to go up every okay. year, but we're talking about a 3 to 4% increase. So if you're way over that limit, it's probably just going to be off limits until you get either the year you attain full retirement age, that limit changes and it goes up. Um, but still, depending on what your earnings are, it's still possible that you're going to be way over that limit. Okay. So assuming I'm blessed with good earnings and the subchapter S, I should wait till at least 67 and then I'll have full benefits. And then just real quick, let's say I waited till 69 and I was really healthy. Um, what happens after the 67? The yeah. Benefit? So once you reach full retirement age, there is no earnings limit. That That is going. Oh, really? Right. Yep. No earnings limit after that. And then does the benefit go up um, with each year or does it lock in at your age 67 benefit? Oh, no, it will go up. So the increase uh, after you pass full retirement age, for every month you delay, your benefit will increase by two-thirds of 1%, which works out to about 0.67% per month that you delay. Some people would just say it's 8% per year, but now we have people hitting full retirement age at this, you know, 66 and four months or six months and eight months. And so it's really just easier to calculate it on a monthly basis. So how many ever months you have between your full retirement age and 70, that's how many um, increases you get. They call them delayed retirement credits. All right, good. And just to confirm, after 67, I can make as much as I want without having a penalty. I can make as much as I want to the subchapter S without having a penalty on Social Security. Yes. Now that that's, you know, we haven't gone into the issue of taxation on social security benefits. Just know that's a separate issue. Um, your earnings will directly impact how much you have to pay uh, in, in taxes on your social security benefit, but that's going to last, you know, for oh. the rest of your life. Yes. And then the fed taxes, but you state is different, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay. You've got your federal, then your state, and then your other income. And you know, that's an important point that I think it's, uh, you know, to pause on and talk for a moment. Yesterday, I was talking to someone who uh, they're, they're receiving, I can't remember exactly what the total income they're receiving on an annual basis. Seems like it's around $70,000. They've been retired for a while. Uh, they're take, they've got their Social Security benefits, a small pension, and they were taking about $24,000 a year out of their IRAs. And so their question to me was, Devin, what's the tax effect if I if I take another around $30,000 out for a project I want to work on. Um, and so we, you know, we're not, we're not tax advisors, but things like that, we're certainly qualified to give them an estimate on. And so we ran it through our calculator and that additional $30,000 distribution was going to increase their taxes by $6,200. Uh, their taxes for the year would go from 2,200 all the way up to 8,400 and something. And that's because it goes back to those social security taxes. For people in that certain zone, 
it starts to push through more of your social security benefits into taxation. That's, you know, I released a video on that. I called it the retirement danger zone. Some people call it the tax torpedo. It's where you pull $1 out of your IRAs. And instead of getting $1 added to your taxable income, you get $1.85 added to your taxable income. So you got to be really careful with those IRA distributions for sure. Uh, because that tax on social security is going to be a, it's going to be a booger. No question. Well, very good. All right. well, that's hey, thanks so much Thank for uh, calling. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. And next let's go to Doug in Alabama. Hey, Doug, how are you, sir? Uh, good. I'm great. Good. I have a comment and a question. Okay. Um, I don't know if you announced this or people um, have seen this, but my uh, 2021 earnings have now been posted on the uh, Social Security website. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, I don't know if it goes in waves or everyone at the same time with alphabetical order, but um, um, on February 1st, they uh, posted uh, 2021. Good. So Good. Uh, people see that, that that's coming because it's uh, up to then. It said, uh, uh, you know, not known or something like that or uh, just not posted. All right. So my question is, is this. I'm about nine months away from um, being 70, so I'm, I'm trying to hold out. Okay. A little rough, but um, but I'm doing it okay. Um, I I got a printout several years ago when Social Security offices were open on uh, what my month of to month payout would be. Um, uh, and I probably fairly accurate, except that I had a couple of years of, of, of decent earnings, so my uh, PA is probably up a little bit. Um, I talked to them before; they said they would send it to me. Of course, they don't. Um, <laughs> There isn't one on the website that I can see a, a, a good calculator to show you what your uh, uh, um, payout would be each month. Is there um, anywhere where I can see that if I plug in my my earning years where I can get a fairly decent amount? Because I'm I'm just wondering, you know, it goes up by about eighteen nineteen dollars a month, and you know, if I cut short four or five months. Um, trying to hang on to the survivor benefit. Right. It might not make that much of a difference in my check. Um, uh, but uh, I'd like to see it in print, and I, I I can't seem to find it. Social Security says they don't like sending that out. Um, they used to have it, but now they said you have to go into the office, which I know is maybe a couple of months away if, if they're true to what they're saying in, in March 31st. Um, so I, I'm just really looking for a good calculator. Gotcha. So, you know, I'm just thinking through the calculators on the website. You can certainly use one of the free calculators like Mike Piper's Open Social Security or uh, a paid calculator like uh, Lawrence Kotlikoff's uh, Maximize My Social Security. Uh, and, and that'll give you the simple information. And I'm also thinking there's one there's one on the Social Security website. They refer to it as their online calculator. Um, technically, all of their calculators are online, but they refer to this one specifically as their online calculator. And you go in and you put all of your earnings in, and then you tell them, uh, and I'm pretty sure it is the year and month that you plan to retire, which is their way of saying, when do you plan to file for your benefits? And they'll give you an estimated benefit amount. Now, that's one way you could do it. But the oh, other way, you could, um, if you wanted to do it manually, you could do it that way as well. All of it, I can tell you, though, Doug, is going to be an estimate. Until you actually file for benefits, it goes back to a processor and they do the final calculations, it's going to be an estimate. We could walk right down the line and follow the exact steps of the Social Security benefits calculation, and that when they process your benefit and start sending you a check, it's going to be different. 
Now, it may not be, but 2 or $3 different, but it's going to be different. So for the life of me, I haven't figured out yet uh, where those differences come in when they do the actual processing in their back offices, but it will. But the easy way, the easy way for you to do this would be to, um, let me think, give you the shortest path. Um, the, the reductions or increase amounts are pretty cut and dried. The increase amounts, the delayed retirement credits are two thirds of 1% per month. All right. So if you knew what your age 69 benefit was, then all you need to do is increase that by 0.667% per month. And, and that'll tell you about That's where different. your benefit should be during that mid Right. But, but how do I know what my age 69 is? Um, I, I only know what my age 66 is when I, um, you know, hit my SRA. Gotcha. Uh, and, and how old are you right now? You're 69. 69 right. Okay. Plus three so if months. you, if you go to the social security administration website and you look at your benefits estimate, uh, they should give you an estimate of what your benefits would be uh, if you and if you have any of those older ones, you might could use those. But they should give you an estimate of what your benefit would be if you filed now. And um, I'm not sure what the filing now age is going to reflect on that. It's not going to be like current up to date. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit of a lag there and then show you what your age is at 70. Um, but again, okay, it's, and that's if I plug in my earning years. Because I haven't, I haven't found that, um, but I, I, I'll, I'll look for it. Well, if you want to find your earnings, let me tell you, it's, it's pretty. They have made that pretty easy to find. If you go to your SSA account. Oh no, the earnings I have. Okay, good. Yeah, the good. earnings I that that's easy. Yeah. So it, it's just that. How do I know what I'm getting monthly? Um, if I take it now or wait seven more months, it's hard to find what your what your check would be. Um, um, but, you know, maybe I need to purchase an outside uh, calculator or, or find the one on their website. Well, I tell you, one thing that Plug may help you it. make your mind up is the way they actually add delayed retirement credits in. Uh, this is a pretty funky rule they have about this. If you file between full retirement age and 69 and 11 months, or really, I guess it would be 69 and 10 months, they do not add those delayed retirement credits in that have accrued in the last year. They wait until January oh. of the following year to add those back in. The only the only time they do add them when you file is if you file at 70. So, okay. and again, it's only the delayed retirement credit between 69 and 70 that doesn't get added unless you file at 70. So if you hmm. file well, that, for your that, benefits that. to start at, at 69 and 10 months, then you might have several months where you're not getting a little bit of a delayed retirement credit. It'll catch up the next year, though. Yeah. In January, it'll get added back to it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that's a reason to to wait on something. Yeah, I would. So, so it's November, and I file you know, four months early, go July and say November of 2022. Uh, when I turn 70, I want it. All my delayed retirement credit should be there then. Because I'm filing at seven, at seven, even though yes. the year's not old. Absolutely, yep. Even though the year's not old. that is absolutely right. That's the way they would do it. That is um, it. Okay. All Thank right. You. Very good, Doug. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. All right. So let's go to Thomas in Pennsylvania. Hey, Thomas. How are you, sir? I'm good, Devin. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, my yes. My question is, uh, I'll be. Uh, 
Uh, for January, for June of this year, I'll have an income of 15000 I'm 64 in three months, okay? So I'm going to retire in October, which is my 65th birthday. So my question is, will that 15000 be held against me to make the under the full retirement age, which is 19, I think, 530, and you divide that out between the 12 months for the year, which I think is 1000 Five something. If I work in November and in December of this year and make that gross of uh, one thousand five something, will that be held against me or that fifteen thousand that I made January for June without um, collecting Social Security because I'm still working? Now, how does that work? Well, those two months I worked and make the uh, one thousand five. I'm not quite sure the number, 1,530, but I'm under full retirement. Will that 15 be held against me? All right. Uh, Thomas, let me make sure I understand the question then. You're you're going to retire in June. You're going to be 65, so the full earnings limit still applies. And you think that between right. the first of the year and June, you're going to make about 15,000. But you're retiring in Correct. June. After that, you're you're still going to have some earnings coming in from work of some sort. No, no. I'm just, I say good old cash. So I'm going to live off my cash savings and uh, file in June. Oh, okay. To have my payments starting in June. All right. So then what you're worried about is are they going to divide out that 15000 apply that over some kind of monthly scale, and still get you caught up in the earnings limit? That, does that sound accurate? Yeah. Okay. No, they're not. Uh, yeah. You know, in fact, this is something that isn't uh, fully addressed in the POMS manual, that's their operating manual, that, that I've been able to find. I had to go out and ask someone, can the monthly limit uh, be less advantageous than the annual limit in a case like this? Uh, and they said, no, it, it can't. You know, They're not going to say, whoops, that monthly limit applies to you and you went over. Unless you trigger the annual limit, that monthly limit's never going to be an issue. But for you, it's not going to matter anyway because – Earnings up through the point you retired aren't an issue. So you've kind of got some insulation on a couple of fronts oh, there. Okay, good. Because that, you know, I mean, I'm going to live in July, August, and October just on my cash sale. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not even going to touch investments or anything. You know, you got to have cash too. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> so that the government, yeah. Yep. All uh, right. Well, okay. Thomas, well, thanks for calling. I, I thank you very much. You oh, you're welcome. Job. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Have a great day. All right. And let's go to Jim in Minnesota. Hey, Jim, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Quick question. So yes. I'm 62 years old. My wife is exactly the same age. She's just an October birthday. I'm a July birthday. Okay. My plan is to continue to work till full retirement age or beyond, probably beyond. She she is um, kind of done working. She works small little jobs now. Does not come close to earning even ten thousand a year. Okay. And um, so the question is, I feel like why wouldn't she go ahead and start with taking her, even though it's early and it's a reduced amount. Um, I feel like I'm leaving money on the table by having her wait. Since she might, and this is where I'm, maybe I'm wrong, will she step up to kind of half of where I am? I've definitely got the stronger earning record um, over the lifetime. Okay. Well, let's go through some numbers. I'm sure. going to ask you some personal questions. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yep. Jim, how much is your full retirement age benefit? 
uh, right now, according to the calculators, about twenty six, twenty seven hundred. Okay, excellent. How much is your wife's for retirement age benefit? I think around thirteen hundred or twelve hundred or some somewhere close to that. Okay, so just to be clear on the way spousal benefits are calculated, she is eligible for up to one half of your payment. That's where a lot of people okay. they they hear that, they read that, and they move on. If she files at 62 for her own benefit. She is 62. So let me do, let me get my trusted calculator out. Wow. That is really loud in here. So her full retirement age is going to be 67. So that means that she's going to take a 30% reduction to that. So that's going to put her benefit at $910. That based on your benefit amount, her own benefit is half of yours. So if there's any spousal benefit to be paid, it's going to be very, very, very small. So if she files for her own benefit now, she's going to be stuck with that benefit payment the rest of her life, except for cost of living adjustments. So when you file, there's going to be no step up for her, none of that. Okay. So if she files now, she'll be locked into 910. Roughly, yeah. And she will not, she will not step up to half of mine when I file. No, she absolutely will not. Okay. Here's the way that's calculated, uh, Jim. Just to break this down and make it make sense here. If you take one half of your full retirement age benefit, all right, and assuming your full retirement age benefit is $2,600, take one half of that, Mm -hmm. subtract her full retirement age benefit. So effectively, in this case, Mm -hmm. you're subtracting $1,300 from $1,300, and the remainder is zero. Well, what's okay? The result of that calculation is usually the spousal payment. So for example, if if your payment ends up being twenty seven hundred at your full retirement age, you take half of that thirteen fifty, subtract her full retirement age benefit thirteen hundred. That leaves you with a fifty dollars spousal payment. So that's the amount of spousal benefit she would receive at her full retirement age once you file. But okay. if your benefit is half of hers or less, there's not going to or rather, if her benefit is half of yours. Uh, or more, she's not going to receive a spousal benefit at all. Now, you're you're working through a really important decision here, though, Jim, and that's that whole when to Mm -hmm. file thing. So I want to move on to very nosy question number two. How much do you have saved for retirement? Mm, Probably close to five, six, six hundred dollars. Okay. Is that all in an IRA or do you have any of that in a Roth IRA or in a non-taxable, like a brokerage account? No, it's all IRA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when do you plan to retire? Well, I plan to work my current job till age 67. Okay. Then then retire and then perhaps start um, from the current job that I have and then maybe go try to keep working as long as I can till I'm 80 or whatever, doing something that doesn't really require a lot of time. It might gotcha. take effort, but not time. Sure. And so that's that's kind of my goal. When I hit 67, I know that I'm at full retirement age, and if I needed to, I could file. Then I'd like to hang on to 70 if things kind of work out that way. Gotcha. So now, is that continuing to work? It, continuing mm-hmm. to work, is that going to be for financial reasons or just productivity reasons? You just want to be busy. Product, productivity. Gotcha. Sure. Yep. Okay. And I, I see that yeah. all the time with people that are retiring. You know, if you've got a job that brings you a lot of satisfaction and then you retire and you have nothing, you know, that's a that's a pretty miserable existence. I've seen that happen before. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
Well, let me tell you what you need. You need to find a financial planner who is very comfortable with Social Security and not... I can feel myself stepping up on my soapbox right now, so I'm going to stay off of it for a second. Mm -hmm. No, but I understand. But you need to find one who doesn't just give some blasé rule of thumb answers or worse, tells you what I have heard three or four times in the last couple of weeks, and that's, well, my financial planner told me they don't do Social Security. That's that's nonsense. Um, and I'd like to use a much stronger word. That's crazy. This is a central part of your retirement, and it's very interrelated with all of the other stuff you do. And so to say that you don't do Social Security is nonsense. That's like saying my doctor doesn't take my blood pressure or listen to my heart. It's it's crap. Right. So you need to find a financial planner yep. who really leans into Social Security, who loves it, who enjoys what they do, and have them build you a retirement plan that lays out year by year, where is your income going to come from? How much is it going to cost you in taxes? And what's your total balance going to be at the end? Very simple. It doesn't need to be an 80-page document that they bind up, put a glossy cover on, and it has pictures of happy couples walking down the beach. You don't need all that garbage. You just need a one-page plan that's going to show you year by year what you're going to do. Uh, I would not make any decisions about Social Security until you have a plan like that, until you can understand how your Social Security filing decision is going to impact all of this other stuff. And it will. It'll have a big impact. Mm -hmm. So that's what you need to do. Now, I'm biased, but you could absolutely use my team for those services. But there's some other great planners out there as well. But there's some that just, they'll tell you, I don't do Social Security. So skip. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yep. Very good. Yep. All right. Okay, Jim. Well, I appreciate it. You got me Thank a little you. fired that, up. I'm sorry. Okay, perfect. That's all right. All right. Have a good day. Stay Thank warm in Minnesota. Hey, what part of Minnesota are you in? Right now I'm in Stillwater. Stillwater. I have no idea where that is. Are you, uh, how, how close is it that is, to the Twin Cities? It is, it is east, east of the Twin Cities, right on the river. East, right okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Minnesota is a place that's on my list to visit one day. Not, not, not in the winter, though. No. I'm going to wait. All right. Thanks no. for calling, Jim. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. You Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you found today's show valuable, would you mind leaving me a review? I read every one of them, and I assure you it's very much appreciated. Oh, and you should also know that, yes, I'm an actual practicing financial planner, but I'm probably not your financial planner, and I'm certainly not your tax or legal advisor. So before you take any action with what we talk about today, you need to consult with your own advisors. I'll be back with another episode soon.